Hello. Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. The Lamb 
Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you, God. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. God, you're wonderful. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. We're here to worship you. God, we are here to bow down. Yes, God. Because you are worthy, God. Hallelujah. Heart adore you, yes, Lord. Hope of a life spent with you, King of all days, oh, so highly exalted, you're glorious in heaven, in heaven above. Oh, yes, you are. Humbly you came to this earth you created. All for love's sake became poor. Here I am to worship you. Here I am to worship Here I
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. God will never know, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But God, we thank you for it, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God, you carried my sins to the cross. Hallelujah. And you buried him there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord God. Hallelujah. For my salvation, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus. We worship you, God. And we say, here I am. Here I am to worship here I am to bow down. Here yes, Lord. I am to say that you're my God. You're all together. Lovely. Yes, you are, Lord God. Hallelujah. All together, all together wonderful. All, together all by yourself, wonderful. Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. Here I am to worship. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely. Yes. Yes, Lord. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for shedding your blood for us. 
Oh, Lord, you're worthy. Hallelujah. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for our praise and worship ministry for leading us in praise and worship. Tonight, we want to move into the word of the Lord in Mark chapter 15. And I'll read a few verses. Basically, I'll cover uh, at least the first or just about the entire chapter, but I won't read all of that in your hearing tonight. But I, I want us to focus in Mark chapter 15. Each one of the gospel accounts, have, each one of the gospels has, has an account of, of the crucifixion. Uh, but I want to focus on this one in Mark chapter 15 tonight. Uh, this, is, this is Good Friday. Um, the church is dubbed this day as Good Friday. <clears throat> and as I, as I reflected on this, and I, and I think this is something that, that I've been reflecting on over the years, and I, and I know the answer, uh, but it still comes up. And, and one day earlier on in this week, this thought came up to, uh, to me as I was reading uh, in the gospel accounts. What's good about Good Friday? What's good about Good Friday? And I'm going to read from Mark chapter 15. I will begin reading at verse number 12. And I will read verses 12 through 15 and then verses 25 through 37. Okay. Pilate answered and said to them, What then do you want me to do with him, speaking of Jesus, who you call the king of the Jews? So they cried out again, Crucify him. Then Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, Crucify him. So Pilate, wanting to gratify the crowd, released Barabbas to them. And he delivered Jesus after he had scourged him or flogged him to be crucified. Verse 25. Now it was the third hour, and they crucified him. And the inscription of his accusation was written above, the king of the Jews. With him they also crucified two robbers, one on his right and the other on his left, so that Scripture was fulfilled, which says, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, Aha, you who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also mocking among themselves with the scribes said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, descend now from the cross that we may see and believe. Even those who were crucified with him reviled him. Now, when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani which is translated, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of them who stood by, when they heard that, said, look, he's calling for Elijah. Then someone ran and filled a sponge full of sour vinegar, put it on the sponge, uh, put it on a reed, and offered it to him to drink, saying, and, and offered him to drink, saying, let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and breathed his last. Hallelujah. What's good about Good Friday? The crucifixion, the crucifixion did take place on Friday. We know that because in verse 42 of this chapter, it reads, now when evening had come, because it was a preparation day, that is the day before the Sabbath, and of course, Sabbath is on Friday, 
Uh, this is this is Sabbath is on Saturday. I'm sorry. This is Friday when Jesus is crucified. Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent council member, who himself was waiting for the kingdom of God, coming and taking courage, went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. In Mark chapter 15, again, verse 25, it provides the information that Jesus was crucified at the third hour, which would have been 9 a.m. And in verse 33, that he, by the sixth hour, he had breathed his last, which would have been 3 p.m., and that was darkness upon the face of the earth for this three-hour period. Amen. Looking at, looking at the crucifixion, we see the horrific treatment of our Lord Jesus Christ on a day that the church calls as dubbed Good Friday. Our Lord was crucified while a murderer was set free. They, the Jews, the Jewish leaders hated Jesus so much, wanted him out of the way, wanted him crucified, wanted him dead so bad that they, they stirred up an, uh, uh, an angry, they stirred up a mob and had them yell to Pilate, give us Barabbas, crucify Jesus. And our Lord was, was delivered into the hands of, of bloodthirsty men when he had done nothing worth dying for. They beat him. The Bible says that, that Pilate uh, scourged him before he, before he was crucified. The word scourge means flogged. And when you look up and you try to, you try to figure out what, what this instrument was that they, they used to flog Jesus, it was similar to a cat of nine tails. A cat of nine tails is something that was used later in the British Empire to punish prisoners and, uh, and ships to beat the enemy. But the cat of nine tails would only bruise this instrument that they used to, to whip Jesus, to flog Jesus, was an instrument, it was a, was a whip that had three prongs on it, uh, three prongs on it, and at the end of it, apparently it had metal balls or either pieces of bone because it was intended not just to bruise him, but it was intended to to lacerate the skin. It was intended to break the skin. And, and Isaiah gives us some information when he says that, that, that there was no beauty that we desired of him. He was beaten so badly that, that no one would want to look on his face on a day that we call Good Friday. They mocked our Lord. They clothed him with purple. They placed on him a crown of thorns, and they had plaited a crown of thorns and, and pressed it on his head. Each one of those thorns piercing his skin, causing blood to flow. They mocked him, and they, they saluted him, and they said, Hail, King of the Jews. They struck him on his head. They spat on him. Then they led him away to be crucified making him carry his own cross. Can you imagine? They tried him all night long. They're taking him from judgment hall to judgment hall. And finally that morning and that earlier that day, they, they had whipped him, they would beaten him, they would beat him. And now they make him carry his own cross until they come across Simon of Serene and they made him carry the cross for our Lord. Then they crucified him. They crucified him. They nailed him to the cross. And you think about it, his hands would have not have been, driving the nails in his hands would not have been, his hands would not have been strong enough to hold him up on that cross. So apparently they, 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 they drove the nails through, the, through the, 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 the back of his palm closer to his wrist so that there would be much more there to hold him to the cross. And, and the nail had to be, had to be big enough had to be big enough and long enough to go through, to go through his hand, through his hand, through his, through, through that part of the palm and hold him, nail him to the cross, and hold him to the cross. And they and they drove nails in his feet. They pierced him in his side. They beat him. They crucified him. And we call this day Good Friday. Even with the physical agony, the spiritual agony had to be even more. 
agonizing for our Lord. Because as he hung on the cross, he felt forsaken by his father. Something he never felt before, and he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You see, in, in Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 13, the Bible says a man hanged on a tree is cursed. So, so there Jesus on the cross, dying on the cross, bearing the sins of the world, and I'll get into that in just a few minutes, few minutes. upon himself, dying on that cross, felt forsaken by his father. Horrendous death. A horrendous death. Death by crucifixion, a death reserved for murderers. Jesus hangs suspended in midair, held up by the nails in his hands, the nails in his feet, suspended between earth and heaven, dying on the cross on a day that the church calls Good Friday. Good Friday. You know, and, and you look at these events, and, and it's, 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 it's an odd thing to call this good. In the life of the church, it's an odd thing when we look at the events of Jesus to call this Good Friday. And, 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 and it's even more difficult to read Isaiah 59 Verse 3, where Isaiah 59, verse 3 says, it pleased God that Jesus would suffer. You know, sometimes when we look at things and, you know, when we begin to meditate, and of course, you know, we're looking from this side of the cross, but, but these are things that we should be thinking about. You know, we, we wonder why sometimes people say, if God is so good, why does he allow bad things to happen? But we know that God allows bad things to happen. And so when we look at when we look at Good Friday, when we consider the crucifixion, we have to consider what's in Good Friday. I was listening to a radio broadcast the other day, and, 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 and the, the, the radio announcer or personality, whoever it was, was talking about this. And he said, you know, when you think about Good Friday, you got to think about, you know, there's that, some things, somebody, there's some things People may prepare for us to eat, and we look at it, and it doesn't look so appetizing. But then when we taste it, it tastes good, and we say, the first thing we say is, what's in it? What's in this? This is so good. So when we look at Good Friday, we have to look at what's in it. What's in Good Friday that makes it so good? Even with all that our Lord went through, what's in it? That makes it so good. So when I look at the events of Good Friday, and I'm not going to be before you very long. I'll be finished in just a few moments. What's in Good Friday? When I look at Good Friday, and I look at the events of Good Friday, it helps me understand that we have to look beyond the surface things many times to see a deeper purpose. There are things that we go through in our lives, and we don't always understand why we are going through them just by looking at the surface. But when we begin to search, when we begin to pray, when we begin to seek the face of God, then God begins to reveal to us a deeper purpose. And it may be sometime later when we look back over that thing and we see the deeper purpose of God. God always has a deeper purpose. He always has a deeper purpose. We were talking in our, our school of ministry lesson about the goodness of God and how when, when God allows bad things to happen, he allows bad things to happen. We have to consider the whole story, not just what we see on the surface. When God allowed the flood and allowed so many people to be killed during the flood, wiped out the, the inhabitants of the earth except Noah and his, and his family, and he replenished the earth through them. But God had warned the people for 120 years. The wickedness had come up before God. God repented that he ever made man. But in God doing that, the deeper purpose was to give humanity another chance. 
Another church. Well, I look at the cross and I and I, and I and I have to go back to Gethsemane. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. He prayed that three times. And on the third time, he said, Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. This was a difficult thing. Jesus is suffering. Jesus being beaten, Jesus being whipped, Jesus being, 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 um, being, being mocked. It was difficult. Let nobody tell you that it was not difficult. Jesus went through this physical agony. Jesus suffered. But Isaiah says, a sheep before its slaughterers are silent. He uttered not a word. And so when I look at what, how Jesus went through this, and I see that God has a deeper purpose, one of the things that I see is God wants to teach his children how to suffer. Because in the world, we're going to have tribulation. In the world, we're going to suffer. In the world, we're going to go through things. Think about your own life. You've been through some things in your life. And while you were going through it, it didn't feel good. I remember having surgery in 2011, and, and of course, I don't remember the surgery, but the recovery afterwards didn't feel good. The pain that my body went through didn't feel good. Think about a woman who's going into labor. The pain does not feel good. But you got to go through it. You got to go through it. You can't skip the process. If the baby is to be born, if healing is to come, if, if, if you can't skip the process. Jesus didn't skip the process. Oh, I hope someone is hearing tonight. When we look at the crucifixion, when we see the suffering, when we see what Jesus went through, he was reviled. He didn't revile again. He was mocked. He didn't mock back at them. He hung on that cross. He died on that cross. He went through the suffering. He went through the pain. He went through the agony until he died. Saints, we got to go through things. It's not what we like. We do not like going through. If we could get from under the process, we would, get, we would end the process in the midst of the suffering, but God would not have completed his purpose. We've often heard that, 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 that in order to get the, the juice from the grapes, they have to be crushed. Or the oil from the olives, they have to be crushed. Many times the Lord has to crush us to get us to the place where he can use us for his glory. Jesus had to go through the process. Oh, God. Sometimes I read James. James chapter 1, it says, count it all joy. When you go through divers trials. For you know that the trial of your faith works patience. Hallelujah. And patience when it's had its complete work. Let me go there and read it right quick. James chapter 1. Count it all joy when you fall into divers trials. Hallelujah. Oh God, let me find it right now. Yeah. For the, for the yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. My brethren, verse 2, count it all joy when you fall into divers' trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. Sometimes we got to go through, saints, because of what God wants to do in our lives. We have to go through the suffering. We have to go through the pain. We have to go through the agony. We have to go through the toil because it's working something good in our lives. Scripture says in Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good to those. It says it like this. God works all things together for good, for the good of those who are called according to his purposes. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, yeah, when we look at the cross of Jesus, we see God taking all of that to work something good out of it. Hallelujah. We see God taking the pain, taking the suffering, taking the agony to work something good out of it. Jesus went through it. Jesus had to die. He had to suffer. He had to die. He had to go through. He set an example for us. Now, God, what's the good? 
Ooh, God, I thank you. It's good because on that cross, Jesus bore our iniquities. Jesus carried our sins and our transgressions on that cross. He became that scapegoat, glory to God. Yes, he was numbered among the transgressors, but he became that scapegoat. Think about it. Jesus took the sins of the entire world upon himself. And the Hoskins preached about the great day of atonement, amen, and the, and, and the sacrifice there and the scapegoat. Amen. And I'm not going to go through all of that tonight, but just think about the fact that, that, that the priest would, would, would grab the horns of, 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 the, of one of those goats, the one that was the scapegoat, and confess the sins of Israel. And they would take that goat out into the wilderness, out into a far place, and release it. He couldn't come back into the camp. More than likely, he was probably killed out there. I was reading an account the other day. Amen. And it said of that, uh, that, that at one point, the, uh, the goat came back into Jerusalem and they took it out. And from that point on, they would take it to a place and they would push it over the mountain and take it to a high place and push it over the mountain to make sure that it was killed. Now, we don't have that in Scripture anywhere, but that's recorded in, 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 in some traditions, Jewish traditions. But Jesus took our iniquities, the world, hanging on that cross, hanging on that cross, bearing the sins of the people now, even throughout the day. He took our sins on himself. We were not even born, but his sacrifice once and for all on that cross took our sins away, bore our iniquities. The Lord put on him the iniquity of us all. The Bible says the soul that sinneth deserved to die. You and I deserve to die, but Jesus died for us. Jesus took our sins on the cross. Now, in Jesus, you and I are justified. So when I look at Good Friday, I can shout hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for loving me so much that you would give Jesus to die for me, to take my iniquities, to take my sins, my transgressions. Oh, God. So that I don't have to deal with those things when I stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Because Jesus has already done it. Deeper purpose. We look at it on the surface and it seems cruel, it seems mean, but that says to us, God loves us. You think about that? God loves you. We say it. We say it all the time. We even sing it. We learn as little children, Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. But do we think about that God demonstrated his love to us by allowing Jesus? The Bible says it pleased God. Isaiah says it pleased God that Jesus would suffer. It was the will of God that Jesus would suffer because God loves us. Doesn't mean that God didn't love Jesus. This was the ministry of Jesus because Jesus Christ, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. This was in the plan of God. Jesus submitted to the plan for you, for me. We should have been on that cross. We deserve to die today, but God, but God. As I look at the crucifixion, oh, before I go there, the, the, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 says, if the rulers of this age had known what God was doing in Jesus, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And I want to look at that because, you know, it says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Verse 7 of, of Romans, I mean, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Glory to God. God prepared this before the foundation of the world. He kept it hidden. It was a mystery. Glory to God. Amen. Even though we read that Jesus was a lamb slain from the foundation of the world, people did not understand what that meant. 
But God revealed the mystery of that. He kept it hidden from Satan. He kept it hidden from his hips. Glory to God. So that they would crucify Jesus. Because in the crucifixion of Jesus, he takes your sins, your transgressions, your lawlessness, your deliberate sins. He takes them all on the cross and provides atonement for you and me, for you and me. Glory to the name of Jesus. Good Friday. It's good. It's good. It's good because, and this is my last point, and there's a whole lot I can say about Good Friday. It's good because even if you don't believe right now, or even if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Savior and your Lord right now, provision has already been made. Hallelujah. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Provision has already been made for you so that when you do, all you have to do is, is believe and receive. Jesus has already died. Jesus has already paid the price for your sins. Jesus has already taken your iniquities. So until he returns to the face of this earth, until he returns in judgment, everyone who's born has the opportunity to be saved. He doesn't have to die again. He died once. He died for all. Glory to God. He is the great high priest. He's offered atonement. He's been the sacrifice for our sins. We're not going to get into the argument about time of faith and time of service. And remember Jesus taught that parable when he talked about the man that, that hired servants and he promised them one thing. He promised them to pay them one amount. Some came in in the morning. Some came in at noonday. Some came in in the evening. And he promised each one the same amount. Glory to God. When pay time came, even though those that were hired earlier thought it was unfair that he gave the ones that were hired, that were hired at the last hour of the day the same amount. But that's what he promised. So we won't get into that argument. The, the, the master said, this is mine. Can I do with it what I want to do with it? We won't get into the argument of time and service. Glory to God. We used to hear the old people say, you can be saved between the stirrup and the ground. Between stepping off the horse with your foot in the stirrup and the time your foot hit the ground, you can be saved. Now, that's a dangerous thing to wait that long. But the wonderful thing is, is that provision has already been made. If you have not believed yet, if you still doubt the Lord, when you hear the gospel and faith comes up inside of you, you can believe and receive. Faith comes by hearing the word of the Lord. The Bible says it's not God's desire that anyone should perish. Amen. Our, our business is not to argue about how long a person has been saved. When we get to heaven, our minds are not even going to be on that. Glory to God. Somebody been saved 50 years. Somebody just got saved. They die and go to heaven. That's God's business. Amen. In Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 23, the Lord says, Do I take any pleasure in the death of the wicked? Wouldn't I prefer that he turn from his ways and live? That's always God's desire. God provided salvation in Jesus Christ, not just for those of us who are saved today and have a long time to live and serve him, but God provides salvation for the person that will come in at the last minute. God provides salvation for the person that will come in at the last hour because it's God's will that everyone come to him and be saved. Glory to God. Provision has already been made. So this is a good Friday because Jesus has already died on the cross. Jesus already shed his precious blood. Amen. Jesus already given his life so that you and I can be saved. The Lord has cast our sins as far as the east is from the west. They will not rise to condemn us in the judgment. Oh God, we thank you for this good Friday. Good Friday. It's good. It's good. Because salvation has been secured. Hallelujah. Jesus went through a not so good suffering and death to secure the salvation of all who will believe. On that cross, he cried out, it is finished. 
He finished the work that God sent him to do. He's borne our sins, carried our sorrows, the iniquities of all humanity, then and now, been placed on him, carried them to a desolate place so that they would never rise and condemn us again. Hallelujah. He died for you, saved man. He died for you, unsaved man. He died for you, saved woman. He died for you, unsaved woman. He died. He died for those of us who are born and who are living. He died for that unborn baby that's going to come into the world before he returns. He's paid the price. He's made the provision for us to be saved and to live eternally with the Lord in heaven. That's what's good about Good Friday. God, I thank you. God, I thank you for this day that we celebrate the crucifixion of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Normally, we wouldn't celebrate a person's death, but it's what's in the death. It's what God was doing in the death that we celebrate. Thank you, God, for loving us. Thank you for such a deep and everlasting love. Now, tonight, remember, if you've not believed, the provision has already been made for your salvation. Maybe you've been doubting. Maybe you've been questioning. Maybe you can tell this to somebody. If everybody's listening to me right now is saved, maybe you can minister this to someone else. Maybe somebody will listen to this broadcast later on. If you're not saved, the provision has been made. Jesus took your sins. Your lawlessness, your lawless deeds, your guilt, your deliberate sins, he took it all. He made atonement for your sin. Now what is left for you to do but to ask the Lord Jesus, but to believe that he did, and to ask the Lord Jesus to come into your life and be your Savior and your Lord. Will you do that tonight? I hope you sense the great love of God and all that he did to provide salvation for you. To reject this provision is to snub your nose at God. Don't reject it tonight. Don't say no to the Lord. If you will receive Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, Pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. You took my iniquities. When you died on that cross, you were doing that for me. Thank you, Lord. Now, Lord Jesus, I believe that you did. And I want you to come into my life, to be my Savior, be my Lord. I receive you now. It is my will. It's my desire. It's my will to be saved. Thank you, Lord, because right now I believe that you've heard my cry. You've heard my prayer. And I believe that you said yes. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you, Lord. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise 
at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground, in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.